Hello, everyone. This is Alex Sakaguchi. You're listening to the Voice of Veritas podcast, where we dive into the truth and in information. I'm joined today by a very special guest, Tushar. Uh, actually, why don't I give Tushar? Why don't you introduce yourself for our podcast audience? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me. I am the chief architect for Veritas Resiliency Platform. I've been one of the founding engineers of the product, and uh, yeah, I can you know totally honored to be with you here. Awesome. So I, I'm actually in uh, in great company today. We have a great topic to discuss: VRP, right? Veritas Resiliency Platform, and in particular, this platform or Veritas Resiliency Platform is now fully supported on the AWS cloud, right? And I think we're going to talk about some specifics there. So why don't we start a couple of questions for you, Tushar? You know, we know that AWS as a cloud provider is the leader in the market, right? And for what reason would somebody who is an AWS customer want to use VRP? So as you said, right, um, AWS leader in uh, IaaS, uh, you know, as an IaaS provider, and uh, every, everything is moving into the cloud. You know, cloud offers you that elasticity, that um, ability to scale as you go. And uh, people are moving their infrastructure from their on-premises environment like VMware, Hyper-V into AWS. And that's where VRP comes into the picture. You would want your applications, your virtual machines, your on-premises environment to move into AWS. And when it does, you want to be sure of what's going on. You want to be um, you know, in control of that whole process. And uh, you, know, you want to have a smooth migration into AWS, and that's why you would use VRP. So do you think, because uh, there's another use case, right? There's also the, maybe not as a permanent migration, but there's also the temporary migration, if you will, right? So instead of having a standby physical data center, they can spin up the infrastructure resources necessary to do a DR in the cloud, right? Which of those two, that, that, that the one I just mentioned, DR to the cloud, and what you, you're talking about, where organizations are actually taking their applications and migrating them to the, to the cloud. Which of those are the more prominent use case for our customers? So, you know, I totally agree. And uh, disaster recovery to the cloud is, I think, a very, very, uh, you know, viable option for people who do not want to, and, uh, you know, not just when I say people, I don't, don't just mean, you know, I, I mean everybody, right? Uh, enterprise to, uh, you know, smaller businesses, they would definitely want to treat the cloud as a DR target with temporary migrations and whatnot. And I, I definitely would say that initially uh, we see or we, we are seeing more of the disaster recovery as the reason for the cloud because initial investment, very low to have a standby, a standby DR target. However, I feel that uh, gradually the migration is going, to, uh, is going to catch up. You're going to see more and more people wanting to move to the cloud permanently. Okay, so you know, every, every organization probably have, you know, have some kind of initiative that is migrate these applications over to the cloud. AWS might be one of those targets. So what are the challenges that they would have to be aware of when they start planning this migration? You know, if you're okay with it, I'm going to generalize both uh, the migration and the disaster recovery f from a planning point of view, mm -hmm. because the first point of planning starts with knowing your own infrastructure and, and what I have seen, you know, during this um, past few years with uh, you know VRP and customers, right? That knowing the environment is the first 
thing that people need to think about, right? Because unless you know what your environment is about, you will not be able to do a successful migration. Neither are you going to be having a successful disaster recovery. Well, you're also assuming, though, that people don't know it today. Are there a lot of those folks? Uh, so I'm, I'm not assuming. I have been, uh, you know, uh, you know, been part of an environments, very complex environments where, um, you know, the mapping out of your entire environment, which you want to do a DR or migration of, wasn't very clear and significant amount of time and effort was spent trying to map out the environment. The good news is once you do that and you, you know, pen everything in into VRP configuration, you are pretty much done. You don't have to do it all over again ever because you deviate from it and VRP will detect it and throw a risk in front of you that you are deviating from your gold configuration. We call it configuration drift detection. Right. So what you're saying first step is to understand the environment. That's key no matter what, right. whether you're talking DR or migration. Right. A lot of folks potentially don't know that well enough they and they need to. Well uh, but once they map it out, and it could be a heavy lift exercise, right? Spend some time and resources on that. But once they get that done, then you're saying that's the only time they have to do it, right? Once they There's get the it into time. Verita or a Veritas Residency platform, it will not only take care of the migration or the DR to the cloud, but it also detect when they have this configuration drift, so they will never have to go through the entire environment and map it out again. They'll just like track they'll changes, just, right? They'll just track the changes. So, and when I say this, uh, you know, I, I just want to give a couple of examples. Like, you know, you add another virtual desk to your virtual machine, right? That's a configuration drift because your gold configuration did not have that, right? You want to move your machine to a different data store in a virtual environment. Right, that's deviation from your gold environment. Or you have added another virtual machine in a data store where you are already having a bunch of other VMs, right? So you want to change network. So there are multiple things that you know that change in an environment, and uh, you know you are in constant visibility. So that's when you ask me that question about what are the things that people should know about and how VRP helps. I always say this that the visibility of the environment ability to make that visual CMDB, if you will, of your environment, right? And be ready for that eventual migration or disaster recovery is the first step. There are multiple things after that that VRP will help you. Like, for example, the next step is being able to decide how does your migrated environment look like, right? A lot of people call it as re-architecture of your application. You always don't have to re-architect your application. But here are a few examples that I want to give you, right? One is when you go from your premises to the cloud, you have the choice of, you know, up-leveling up your applications. Like, for example, you were using a 4 CPU and a 32 GB RAM virtual machine. Now, when you go to AWS, do you want to maintain that? Do you want to upsize it or do you want to downsize it? VRP gives you an option at the time of configuration of your migration or disaster recovery. You can decide which network do you want to go to? Do you want to go to a public facing network? Do you want to go to a public or a private network? Uh, what kind of security grouping you need, including what availability zone you want to go to, right? So if you have an application which is, you know, which has been made highly available using a clustering software or uh, made specially redundant using um, anti-affinity rules and stuff like that, right? How do you maintain that same thing in the cloud? Because 
A lot of people believe that if you go to the cloud, then that's the holy grail, right? It's scalable, automatically scalable, automatically, you know, secure, uh, secure yeah, and everything. Exactly. But that's not true. It's an infrastructure as a service. Your infrastructure has been provided to you. You have to use it to provide all the things that some things you are assuming on the premises. There's no, the assumption is, you know, something that gets people into trouble. Now, we want, to, we want to give the users all the options that will make them maintain the level of protection, the level of availability that they would get on the premises. So customization of their environment once they migrate or once they do DR is the second thing that I you know, uh, talk about. Visibility and then ability to customize. Right? And uh, the third thing that would you know, that would come in the picture is once you have migrated, right, your ability to test it, right? Uh, so actually, let me step back. Your ability to test it, it comes before even you, your ability to migrate, right? So your ability to test whether your migration is going to go well or not, right? Uh, whether your disaster recovery is going to go well or not, right? This is the third aspect that VRP gives you. And, you know, at the end, once you have migrated, be it one one step migration or be it like a DR migration, your ability to come back is the fourth thing. So it's basically, right, your combination of your, you know, visibility, you know, flexibility in designing your environment, uh, testing out whether it will work or not. And if it doesn't work, your ability to come back and decide this is not for me or this is not, the time is not right for me are the probably the four things that I would talk about. So it sounds like a um, cu couple of things. Let me let me try to reiterate just for our audience, and actually for my own purposes, right? So visibility, understand what's going on in your environment. That's going to set you up on the right path, right? Then the ability to customize what you want that environment to look like in the cloud. It may or may not be that you want it exactly the same, or you know, from a security standpoint, from a sizing standpoint, it may be exactly that you want it the same, right? You have to have that customizability, right? right. And then the ability to test it to make sure that it's actually going to deliver the way you want it from a from a cost perspective, from a performance perspective. Um, that's an important step. But I think one that probably a lot of folks underestimate is the last one you mentioned, which is the ability to come back. Who knows for whatever reason, right? We've just migrated this application or this business service to the cloud. And I don't know, I, I, we got a new CIO and mm -hmm. he has initiative for a different cloud provider or, you know, we don't like the cost structure anymore. There's been some budget constraints or something like that. Whatever the reason is, you have an exit strategy is what you're saying, right? Which is pretty unique considering some of the other maybe native tools that are out there that make one way fairly simple, but, you know, you're kind of stuck when it comes to the fail back, right? Yes, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's becoming clearer, um, you know, day by day, and you know, you know, large service providers that I, you know, get the opportunity to speak to once in a while, they they have been, they have started talking about customers who actually have asked for the ability to go back, mm. right? And reasons, you know, some of which you already, you know, um, outlined. Those are the reasons why they want to go back, and that that is their strategy. Right, that is their um, experience. Right, we just want to give them a tool so that they have the flexibility to go, and if they don't like it, to come back. Right, and with a choice of whether they want to lose the data, 
which they have on the you know on on the cloud and come back or they can bring the data back so it's like a full full fledged um dr migration um however you, you know whichever way you want it so that's that's uh, you know definitely something which is unique to what we have and it's all uh, one click you want to go from here to there and there to back you know you click once and then you click once back so it's that simple it's awesome so we're we're uh, we're also available on the aws marketplace right for vrp talk to me about how you know what work you folks have doing the engineering team has done to not just provide an awesome tool right for the things that need to get done but also how to make it simplified you mentioned one click right how do, how how have we made it not only a great tool to use but also an easy and simplified tool to use from deployment onwards yeah so you know as you mentioned so we are in the marketplace right now and uh, you know before i go and answer uh, your question i just wanted to uh, mention another uh, very neat aspect of uh, the resiliency platform which is currently available for aws alone which is migration or disaster recovery using s3 as an intermediate storage option right and you know it, it might sound counterintuitive to some that why do you want to have an intermediate storage option but you know our idea was to use that scale and durability of s3 right uh, because you know if you are really migrating one vm or two vms right it might seem uh, an overkill but one of the things and the, you know i have I've, i've been working very closely with the solution architects of aws uh-huh. and uh, you know it's it's a common feeling that you know the ability to scale out in the process of migration bringing down the process of migration or dr right bringing it down uh, requires your ability to use infrastructure which can scale right um, competition uses things like vm export and vm import right how much will it scale right um, so you know this is this is a unique way of doing things and uh, with that we are in aws full fully marketplace enabled a cft will deploy all the infrastructure that you need to use s3 and vrp right at your uh, region um and uh, y- you know you you should be able to uh, take advantage of migration or dr the ease of use that you that you talk about right half of it is accomplished by the deployment being almost a single click deployment you are in marketplace you decide to um you know try out vrp you you know enter a few very infrastructurally important questions like where do you want to deploy your vrp um instances right and uh, you know almost that's it then you connect your premises environment with vrp on the cloud on your aws on aws region you connect vrp to your uh, infrastructure in the in the premises like with vcenter or with your hyper v cluster and uh, that's it your discovery starts right we, i mean the biggest usp uh, of vrp in the configuration portion is the discovery right it's an end to end discovery and you know it discovers all dependencies and it helps you to configure your you know your workloads um, which you want to migrate right and from there onwards once the data movement starts you get the status of where your data movement is um, you know where whether you are consistent with the data that was there on premises and you decide when to cut it over right 
um and uh, you know because of the customizations that i talked about earlier you are pretty much up and running you know within probably minutes if if everything you know your planning has been right you could be up in minutes in a totally different environment so anything uh our audience would appreciate understanding from maybe um differentiation perspective it sounds like you talked a, a lot about things that we've done a lot of thought has gone into that but when you're a customer right put yourself in the customer's shoes there's many options that they would have laid out in in front of them for ways that they could go about accomplishing what we're talking about here some of them are you know have different ways of accomplishing the task some of those might cause additional challenges or what not but talk to me a little bit about how you and the team have built in um some differentiated capabilities within VRP that really add a lot of value to our customers so look finally we are a data company right veritas pedigree so you, you know how we move data or what we do with data i mean that's kind of veritas dna right i wouldn't uh, you know i i think anybody uh, you know that's the only message that i have that at least the uh, from a data point of view right that's you know that's we are a data company right however however what we have done with this uh, you know the whole dr migration with prp is we have gone over and above that right we have we have kind of tried to assimilate the environment and the nuances of the environment it's the dependencies of virtual machines and applications put them in a graph database inside so that you don't have to do additional you know graphing and modeling so that you know the resiliency platform is aware of the dependencies right so when we create the workflow to migrate applications from one place to the other it is totally customized every time for every application for every vm based on the infrastructure that it is sitting on right and whenever we do any operations the steps that go into the operations are for the users to see they come out as a list and th- those are exportable lists right so you can audit them you can see that everything has gone ahead or not so where i am leading to is you know the the transparency and visibility that you get into what we are doing to have your applications and virtual machines migrated right or dr enabled is is like that's that's one of the things that you know you're really talking about like successes insured right right yeah so so basically it is about um you know the end to end process of doing dr migration to the date from the orchestration to the data management and again back to the orchestration from premises to the cloud or vice versa yeah no thank you very much i'm sure our audience will appreciate understanding and you know it's there's only so much that you can actually communicate through an audio channel right and we try to get kind of the basics just scratch the surface i can you know you and i have had many conversations and you know a lot of the ingenuity that goes into building you know not just vrp but the products that veritas puts out from a data management perspective you know there's a lot of enterprise ip knowledge how to operate in heterogeneous environments you know what i mean like th- there's a lot of um history and experience that goes into our engineering uh efforts and so it's great to have you on the show great to um great to uh hear your perspective 
I know that you're busy. You're always meeting with customers, talking to them about this latest and greatest technology. I think I might have pulled you right out of a customer meeting uh, to come do this podcast with me. But thank you very much uh, for our listeners. If you're interested in learning more about Veritas Resiliency Platform, you can go to Veritas.com and put in the search bar Veritas Resiliency Platform and it'll come right up. Um, and you can get more information there. You can get access to uh, VRP as, uh, as a trial. You can also search for us on the marketplace, our AWS marketplace, and you'll see lots of great information there as well. So until next time, thanks very much for tuning in to the Voice of Veritas podcast, and we'll see you later.